0: Let's certainly get it started in here. We have a lot going on today. It is a very busy day to talk about things that happened here politically and a little bit non-politically yesterday in Michigan to the ongoing tragedy in Ukraine and uh, Russia's war criminals waging war against them uh, to the State of the Union address last night uh, to three separate interviews I'll be having today today. One, at the bottom of this hour, we'll be speaking to former police chief James Craig. A new poll came out on uh, the Republican primary for governor. He wanted to come on air and talk to you guys about that, as well as something Biden said last night concerning the police and uh, his experience with that. Then at the top of the 10 o'clock hour, we'll be speaking with Congressman Bill Heizinga, he called me the other day, or they contacted me the other day, wanted to come on air. He was at the State of the Union address last night, and he wanted to talk to all of you guys about it. He is running in a primary for the new, uh, oh man, these districts, I got to remember so many of them. Uh, sixth? Fourth? Fourth? think thinking fourth a district. He possibly could be running against Fred Upton. Fred, although some of you guys out there have contacted me and said that you saw that he has announced his candidacy, uh, we don't see that out there. I don't know uh, if you guys are seeing, or I believe someone said they heard it on WBCK, my flagship station. Uh, Please point that out to me when you did, because according to Heisinger's camp, he has not officially announced that he's running in the uh, in the primary he is running some commercials which is which would lead many to believe that so anyway we'll speak with congressman Heisinga uh today at the 10 o'clock or first segment of the 10 o'clock hour and then the first segment at 11 o'clock hour it's my monthly discussion with terrace todd from the heritage foundation in dc uh, he's also a battle creek man uh, so he lives partly in Battle Creek and partly in Washington, D.C., so we'll talk to him. Quite a bit going on last night. I don't know if any of you watched the State of the Union address. I, I watched some of it for you guys. <laughs> it was um, it was difficult, uh, but, but w- w- we'll get into into that in a little bit. But You could certainly give us a call. Uh, by the way, lines are open at uh, 269-441-9595. Once again, that's 269-441-9595. If you'd like to join us today, give us a thought about what we're talking about. The war, or I should say the criminal acts by the Russian army is continuing. You can talk about that. You could talk about the State of the Union address if you heard it or anything about it last night. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about it in a, in, in a bit. Or this, the Michigan House yesterday did approve that approximately $2.5 billion plan to reduce our taxes and spend more of our money. So that's the plan that the House created. State Rep. Matt Hall asked to come on the air last week to talk to you guys about it. The plan combines aspects of the Senate plan and the wrong, but they're different. So now we have a, a tuck tax cut proposal and spending plan of Whitmers, of the Senate, and the House. So now the House is going to have to get together with the Senate and see if they can hammer something out to at least bring it to the governor, and the governor will not sign it. Uh, Because it wants to give a tax cut to all of you. It wants to uh, finally uh, uphold the promise that Governor Whitmer, that, excuse me, that Governor Granholm and all the Democrats, as well as the Republicans back in 2007, was Whitmer actually in office then? Maybe a state rep? I'd have to check that because they all promised by 2015 they would reduce our state income tax from 4.35 to 2 3.9 and then Schneider came in and said no nah, not nah, they did it once one cut of a tenth a point and then now nah, I'm not cutting it anymore you know cuz Schneider was a republican right uh, and this is what the house plan is to say okay we promised you guys this 7 years ago We're going to do something about it. So we'll see if Governor Whitmer is worth any salt when it comes to upholding either her, if she was in office, or certainly her colleagues, including Granholm, and their promise. The bill passed 62 to 42 with help of some Democratic lawmakers. Three Republicans voted against it. The tax plan cuts the personal income tax from 425 to 3.9%. Again, just bringing us back to where we were in 2007. They say that'll cost about $1.1 billion the first year. It expands tax exemptions for seniors, which is worth about $600 million annually, and provides a $500 tax credit per dependent child, which is worth about $750 million. That's where they get to approximately $2.5 billion. Now, the state is flush with cash. We have so much money, not just from the federal government, but also from them collecting from you. That's why they were able to increase their budget 7.2%. So this is the same Republicans in the House and the Senate who increased our spending 7.2% outside of COVID funny money last year, the current budget we're on right now. I assume that they're in the mood to cut taxes because they want to be reelected come this fall. Let's just be honest. How do you increase spending 7.2% for this current fiscal year, highest that I've ever seen, And I believe the highest increase ever in the state of Michigan. And again, absent of COVID funny money. And then turn around and say, we're going to give you a tax cut. The difference between last year and this year, election this fall. State Rep Matt Hall said, if we can't do it now, when we're looking at billions of dollars of surplus, then we're never going to do it. End quote. Now, he is the chair of the House Tax Policy Committee. Now, their plan, the House's plan that passed in the House, excludes a corporate income tax reduction, which was part of the Senate-approved tax cut plan. They were trying to bring more corporations to Michigan or have more stay here, and the Democrats don't like that either. They just like targeted. They want to be able to pick and choose... Who gets tax cuts and who doesn't? They're not for all the people. They're for their base. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying, well, these people should get tax credits or tax reductions, but those people shouldn't. They wouldn't be saying those businesses get tax uh, gifts or reductions. Those businesses don't. I'm just... Applying common sense to it. A Democrat representative, state rep from Ann Arbor, Yosef Rabai, warned that the Republican plan would hamper the state's ability to respond to future recessions and to usher in a new decade of cataclysmic budget cuts there is no more fiscally irresponsible thing to do than what is being proposed here today, end quote. Mr. Uh, Rabbi, it is you and it is your party who promised us that they would reduce the tax when they increased it because your party wouldn't stop spending money. You see the game they play? They, incre- they beg you to allow them to increase the tax because that's what Whitmer did, excuse me, Granholm did in 07. Republicans went along with it because the Democrats, this guy from Ann Arbor, the state reps party, said, we promise you. In fact, we promise you so much, we're putting it in the law. It was in the law saying that the money will be reduced, or excuse me, the tax rate will be reduced. And then they didn't do it. With the help of Snyder and Republicans. And then they turn around and say, it's irresponsible. Oh, we need all this money. I don't care that we promised you. We're liars. You guys believed us? You idiots believed us when we told you that we're going to cut the tax back to normal? We just need it right now because, oh my gosh, there's nothing to spare. There's nowhere to cut in our budget today. No, so we need more money. This is what they were saying in 07. But we promise you. This guy Yose's party said, "We promise you we will reduce it back to the, the normal rate by 2015." Every one of them lied, unless they spoke against Schneider and the left and the right doing it in 11, 2011, stopping the cuts. Now here was something interesting. A separate bill was passed. And I'm trying to get hold of State Rep. Albert to find out what this is all about. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. Curious. You're listening to Live with Rank. I'll tell you about that right after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. Yeah, why don't you cry me a river, Uh, Yosef, State Rep. Yosef Rabbi. Oh, my gosh. We can't hold to our promise of bringing the tax back to where it was. When we begged just to have this increase for a few years because their cupboard was bare. There was absolutely nothing Michigan was spending its money on that we could cut. And now when the Republicans finally, seven years late, say, all right, let's go and and at least uh, keep to the spirit of the law as well as the promise... And let's do what the Democrats and the Republicans in Granholm said they would do back in 07. And the Democrats say, quote, this will hamper the state's ability to respond uh, to future recessions and usher in. Let me see. I'm I'm sorry. Let me play this for you. This is a little background music for this. This will... This will hamper the state's ability to respond to future recessions and usher in a new decade of cataclysmic budget cuts. There's no more fiscally irresponsible thing to do than what we're supposed to be pros to do here today. So, uh, okay, there you go, buddy. That's what uh, we, we have to say to you. Now, prior to the break, I was telling you something different came up. I... Did not know of this. It's a separate bill. Uh, State Rep. Matt Hall did not inform us of this. Maybe he didn't know of it. But a separate bill spending $1.5 billion to local pension plans passed 71 to 33 with 16 Democrats voting in favor of the legislation. So something's got to be not right with it. If the Democrats didn't vote, all Democrats didn't vote for this. Representative Thomas Albert, low Republican who chairs the House Appropriations Committee, said, quote, today we have the opportunity to do the right thing and put more resources into retirement systems, helping stabilize them for years to come, end quote. Why were they unstable right now? That's my question. It appears, and I say appears, that these are government, both local and state police pension plans. It up appears it is not uh, private. About $900 million would go towards grants of up to $100 million for local municipal pension plans funded below 60%. Why are they funded below 60%? Why do these politicians promise one thing and then not fund them appropriately? And then the rest of us have to fund some local municipalities pension fund that I don't live in, never lived in, may have never even driven through. Two hundred fifty million for local communities with pension plans funded above sixty percent. So everybody, you get money, you get money, you get money, you wait, you're private, no, you don't get money, you oh wait, you're a taxpayer, no, you don't get money, you get money, you get money. Everybody gets money, below sixty percent, above sixty percent. I thought that was interesting. So I'm trying to find out more about this. Uh, also, 350 million to the Michigan State Police Retirement System. The question I have is why is it underfunded, and definitely why are we paying for local municipalities' pensions funds if their own local municipality can't do so themselves? Let me take a quick phone call because I've got an, supposed to have an interview coming up with former. Police, Detroit Police of Chile, uh, Detroit Police Chief James Craig, in the next segment. So let's go to Kalamazoo and Dan. Dan, thanks a lot for calling in. Appreciate that and it's welcome. Deep, to the- uh, it's Dan. Thanks, thanks for taking me. Hold on, Dan, Dan. Are you on a speakerphone because it's we're having a trouble hearing you. No, I'm just on a cell phone. Okay, it's, it's a little difficult. Maybe put your mouth away from the phone receiver a little bit. Maybe okay, that'll help. That better? It's a little bit better. Yes, is that go better? ahead. Yes, it is. That's okay. it. Okay, hey, um
1: am speech last night, Biden didn't say anything about oil. Not a word about oil. And the whole reason we're there is because of Russia and their oil
0: to Europe. You think that's the only reason we're right now fighting? There is due to the oil. Yeah. Well, what you mean? selling oil to Europe and us? Oh, you're saying that if they weren't tied in like that, if Europe was not tied into the uh, oh and us, yeah, six hundred million, six hundred thousand, is it six hundred? Thousand barrels a day, yes, yeah, 600, 660,000 barrels a day, and uh, six hundred. I've got a lot to say. He didn't only not say anything about that. He didn't. He brought up China twice, and only in regards to his build back broke plan, uh, in which he uh, stated will help us uh, compete against China. So, yeah, there's a lot there that uh, people felt that. You know, he didn't rise to the occasion. And that's not just from people on the right. Of course, I'm not going to look at the far right or people who are, are uh, not that they're wrong, but people won't necessarily believe them. Dana Perino, who's one of the most moderate, I, I think her politics is right, but she tries the best, and I think, to see... Uh, the good in all. And she had some interesting thoughts we'll talk about on that. And even a very, very far-left progressive guy, Chuck Todd, he was disappointed in his uh, Ukraine portion of the speech. So, all right, Dan, uh, I appreciate you well, calling in. Um, Fred Upton was just on the with an ad.
1: I. I'm sorry. I, I, we're, it is
0: very difficult to hear you. Uh, I don't know if it's the... Oh, phone. Fred, <clears throat> Fred Upton...
1: Had an ad on, your, on your last commercial
0: break. right? But it, is is he announcing that he's running for another term? Yes. I'll yes. Get, look into that because I have not heard that. In fact, I spoke into the Hyzinga campaign last night, and they said he has not. So, I don't know if you're hearing what he if that's the same thing of his TV ad where he says that he's a conservative and all this other stuff. Uh, I'll have to look into it. I. Don't have access to my affiliates uh, log to see, but I will look into that. Thanks, Dan. I do appreciate you pointing that out. I got to write that down. Two, six, nine, four, four, one, nine, five, nine, five. If you have a thought about what we're talking about today, I do have, I believe, an interview coming up uh, very shortly with, as I said, James Craig, former police chief of Detroit, who's running for uh, governor currently in the, in the, uh, very crowded Republican primary. We'll see if he gives us a call. We'll be right back after this. 95.3 WBCK. Today. Every day, the men and women of the
1: United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775 we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand. For each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud,
0: the Marines.
1: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma.
0: We'll have some sunshine during the morning, cloudy with a few rain showers possible this afternoon. Southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour with highs in the mid-40s. It'll be partly cloudy tonight. North winds at 10 to 15 miles an hour and a low near 20. For Thursday, partly cloudy skies, highs in the mid-30s and a low in the lower 20s. It'll be mostly cloudy on Friday with highs in the lower 40s. And Saturday, mostly cloudy, a chance for showers and thunderstorms with highs in the upper 50s. Listen to WBCK on your mobile device anytime, anywhere. It's free. Brought to you by Airway Auto Parts and Recycling. Don't scrap your car, but scrap your bad job. And work at Airway
1: Auto Parts. <laughs> Police stop my car. Police stop my car. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. Police stop my car. Police stop
0: my car. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up listen alive with rank appreciate that very much the best i can do in the few seconds i had to p- uh, choose a song as i told you former police chief from detroit james craig uh, asked to come in and talk to you guys some good news for him certainly uh, not necessarily his opponents in the primary james is running for uh, governor and currently he's in a very crowded uh, a very crowded uh, field in the Republican primary. By the way, if you're calling in, uh, we'll we'll have this interview for one segment. Just let the phones ring. Someone will eventually get to you, and then we'll take your phone call. Certainly uh, after this, but right now, let's just simply. Uh, Say hello. Sorry about that. I many things going on. I got a new. I'm in a new studio with new equipment and everything, and I'm still. I'm almost there. But good morning and welcome to the Live with Rank show, uh, uh, James. Appreciate you calling in.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Rank. Always a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, as I start out, I want to offer my prayers and support for those courageous folks of Ukraine. Uh, their leader, President uh Z, who has done a phenomenal job in their resolve. Uh, I just can't say enough. That's what leading from the front really looks like, on the ground. Uh, and they're putting up a great fight. And uh, as you know, Russia is 10 times the strength. But I just wanted to say as we start out.
0: Well, you uh, know, I, I always wonder it. when I see something like that and I see such bravery, From the soldier blowing himself up, uh, didn't want to, but got blown up because he had to destroy that bridge and he knew he couldn't get away in time to just the citizens there that uh, are certainly showing some courage. You always wonder if I'm in that situation or that spot, uh, will it, uh, would I react the same way, you know, but uh, I guess the closest thing here in the United States are, you. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say that's a great point, and that's why I praise the men and women who wear that uniform each and every day who many times put their lives in the line each and every day for uh, someone they may not have ever met before. I know I haven't been in the business for 44 years. There's many times I was faced directly with danger uh, to keep my community safe, not knowing if I was going to go home. But, you I know, mean, it's a special line, and that's what... Defines uh, uh, those individuals who are courageous. So, again, I can relate to those very courageous uh, Ukrainians who are fighting a great fight. And uh, I just wish uh, we had that kind of strong leadership here at our home right now. Because, frankly, after listening to yesterday's State of the Union, um, it just reinforces reckless leadership. Uh, and we absolutely need to do better. It's just mind-blowing
0: yeah and that's what i was trying to get across with you again on air with me is former police chief of detroit james craig and he wanted to talk to you a about last night's speech by joe biden his state of the union address in which he did bring up the police in a very interesting way and then back to what I was going to say, and then we were kind of talking over each other, and that is that, yeah, in America right now, it's really the street beat, the cops that are on the street who are uh, facing that type of or having to have that type of courage because you don't know who you're stopping. And especially when you go to a domestic violence call, they seem to be the the most dangerous out there. and And certainly you guys... Uh, show your courage every day. At least those who are on the street show their courage every day. Now, you had some news uh, that broke on this poll. You want to talk about it? Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, Well, once again, this is, I guess, now the fifth poll in recent times. And the good news is uh, consistently leading the group of GOP candidates for governor, uh, this time showing a 30% lead over the next Closest candidate. Um, and as I've said before, Rank, I don't get overly excited with polls. I, I, I look at it as a gauge, trying to see, you know, what areas that we can work harder on. So my takeaway from this one, in, in fact, there's a 37% of individuals who are undecided, which I look at that as opportunity. Uh, as we continue to build momentum, as we continue to get our message out, uh, we want to close that gap. Even more, I think I may have discussed with you uh, recently uh, the whole notion of independent voters here in the state of Michigan. Uh, two prior polls that showed me with a seven, and one a 17 percent lead over Governor Whitmer with independents, and another one an 8 percent lead over the governor with independent voters. So again, opportunity. Uh, so this is a, a great time. Um, because people want change, obviously. Uh, The message is resonating with so many. And so we're going to continue uh, to fight the good fight. Um, As I've said on so many stations uh, lately, I I don't really want to battle with any other GOP candidate. I don't. But I believe, and certainly, uh, we need to come together as one. Uh, We need to come behind the candidate who's best likely or most likely to come overturn uh, Whitmer and I'm that candidate and and so I'm going to continue to push forward uh, regardless uh, but uh, I'm pleased with and humbled by the polling that I I just indicated I don't get overly excited Uh, just kind of gives us a a direction
0: yeah I I I also would like you to comment if you can last night and the State of the Union address, Biden spoke almost within the same sentence when he mentioned the murder of two police officers. Uh, Well, let me, I'll I'll give you the quote. He said, I recently visited the New York City Police Department days after the funerals of Officer Wilbert Mora and his partner, Officer Jason Rivera. They were responding to a 911 call when a man shot and killed them with a stolen gun. Officer Mora was 27 years old, Rivera was 22 Both Dominican Americans, like that matters, who grew up on the same streets that later chose to patrol as police officers. And then he says that, uh, I spoke with their families and told them that we're forever in debt for their sacrifice. And we will carry on their mission to restore the trust and safety every community deserves. I've worked on these issues a long time. I know what works. Investing in a crime prevention and community policing officers will walk the beat who will know the neighborhood and who can restore trust and safety. And then he said this. So let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together to protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. End quote. He had to, and speaking about the death, uh, murder of these two, had to throw that in there. We have to hold law enforcement accountable. What are your thoughts about what he said, and the fact that he's been in politics for 500 years, so he says he knows what works. Why hasn't he put it to work yet?
1: Because he doesn't know. What he said was shameful. It was disrespectful to the new running. He saw it each and every day. Uh, I've been in law enforcement for 44 years. He knows what works. No, he doesn't. Because if he knew what worked, he focused on the real problem. He brings up gun control. Shameful. What we need to bring up is how to control these violent criminals. We know how to do it. He doesn't know how to do it. First of all, when we arrest these violent predatory criminals, stop treating them like victims, lock them up, and then this bail reform is an absolute mess. So we got prosecutors, some, who are soft on crime, we got judges. Some who are clueless on how to execute and build reform, and so he wants to fix it. Oh, by the way, the fact that, you know, we're going to hold the police officers accountable. If we even try to sit back and uh, we don't pay money at it, that you've lost the confidence of the men and women who serve. They don't feel supported. Let's just take a look at New York. New York, it's a qualified unit, and then Rashida Khaled gets up and echoes that a immunity madness. And basically, she doesn't want anything to do with policing. It needs to be what we imagine. So they just don't get it, but they don't care to get it. And so they make victims out of, candidly, criminals, and the real victims who live in vulnerable communities are dismissed. How dare he, in the same sentence, recognize these heroes and then talk about, what we're going to hold them accountable, and we're going to do reform or whatever. Or we're going to throw money at training and community policing. Look, I believe in training. I believe in community policing. But right now, the number one priority is, how do we keep our city safe? He's clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing. Beckless leadership at the best. But our borders are still opening. And then he echoes and says, well, we're going to fix the borders.
0: Yeah, okay. I love it how they break the border, they break something, and then they tell you they're going to fix it. It's like a child. Oh, well, I'll fix it, Dad. <laughs> you know, it's it's hilarious. Because um, he
1: thinks we're all dumb. Yeah. It's disrespectful. Americans are smart. Michiganders are smart. And, oh, by the way, we're still buying oil from our enemies. So open the Keystone Pipeline right now. Get it open. I uh, then we have a governor... Who has threatened to do what? Shut down Line 5. Why? We were energy independent. And now we're dependent on the enemy to some degree. And, we have, and that's the only way to fund the war against these great people in Ukraine. And he has, I mean, how about doing a reset? How about acknowledging, you know what? We wanted to do it this way. We thought about it. I've listened to my advisors. So we're going to do a reset. And um, we're going to open that pipeline up because I'm concerned about inflation. I'm concerned about gas prices. I'm concerned that we've got to stop this individual. You got to do it. You got to do it now.
0: It's, it's ridiculous. Right. America's
1: inspired of it.
0: And, and let's hope that we can move forward this fall. Yeah, to your point about how uh, many on the left think people are stupid, You know, I've always said a government that's worried about misinformation Is basically telling you that you're not smart enough to know the difference, and 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 the only misinformation you should get is is from them. Thanks a lot for coming on air, James. I appreciate that.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, James. Always
0: a pleasure. Right. Have a great day. That was former police chief James Craig, running for governor in here the state, the great state. Of uh, Michigan, and let's hope uh, he or whoever wins the Republican primary uh, can beat Governor Whitmer. She's going to be a a tough person to beat because she's got a lot of money from out of state that's coming in. We'll see what happens. We'll see if everybody remembers what she has done. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. Lines are open, so try to grab it real quickly. 269 9595 You're listening to the Live with Rank show. Appreciate that. We just had on air former chief of police of Detroit, James Craig, running for governor here in the state of Michigan right now in a very crowded Republican field. He was mentioning a new Michigan independent source of news. So, Mears uh, uh, poll. Wait, is it Mears? Looks like it was a Mears poll. And the poll found that he has a pretty big lead. A poll uh, found that 37% of voters are undecided. Craig's holding 32% of the vote, followed by Kalamazoo area chiropractor Saldano with 10%, and Perry Johnson with 3%, and Tudor Dixon Ryan and, and Kevin Rink. Wait, no, it. Why did they put out a post, a, a news release, not in order? He's got 32%, Saldano, 10%, Rinky, 5%, Perry, 3%, Dixon, and Kelly, 4%. I don't know if any of you guys heard many of the, uh, of the others. Now, Kevin Rinky we've had on air a few times. And then uh, I had asked him to speak about the speech last night by Biden and the fact that in the same sentence of talking about the murders of two police officers, the very next second, uh, next second sentence or two, he talks about holding police officers or law enforcement accountable. And what's even more interesting because you know they hate the police. We get that. He said, I've worked on these issues a long time. I know what works. Again, it's like I tell you, every year these politicians run, they tell you they suck. I've been saying this for years. Every year these politicians run, they literally tell you how bad they suck at what they do. Why do I say that? Because every year it's the same thing. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. But you said that last time and the time before that and the time before that and the time before that. Now, the only way they can get away from that moniker of suck is by by showing that they actually tried to do something, but their colleagues in their party or the other party stopped them. Donald Trump, President Trump, of all the politicians I followed. President President Trump has been by far tried to do everything he said he would do when he campaigned. Now, he wasn't successful at all of it, but all they can do is all they can do. So I give people a break, politicians who run. You can't say, well, you aren't successful at X, Y, or Z as long as they tried to do something. So a guy who's been in the Senate for 50 years— says he knows the answers. So why has he been keeping them secret for 50 years? You ever think about that? Secretary of State is uh, a a position that is very tough, I think, to get name ID out there. And on the Republican side, there's Christina Carmel, Carmo, Cindy Berry, and State Rep. Lafave from Iron Mountain. Eighty-five percent of people are undecided because they know nothing of these people. Christine Carmo, Carmo, I'm sorry, is at six percent. Cindy Berry, who I don't know, is at five percent, and Lafave is at four percent from that current uh, poll. So it is time to start getting more involved with trying to figure out who is who and what position. As you're seeing, even Secretary of State is an extremely important position because look at how much Benson uh, broke the law when it came to the last election. Judges came right out and said she did. And then looked the other way when other issues were happening out there when it comes to the election. So Secretary of State is very important just as important as the attorney general and then obviously the governor I saw this Governor Whitmer now has ordered agencies to divest state of Michigan pension plans and trust funds from any Russian companies or institutions I get it I I stand behind the 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 Reason for the decision. The problem is this. What are they going to do? What do you think these positions are worth today? I just told you that the Republicans want to give 1.5, wait, 1.1? Was it 1.1 or 1.5? Hold on. Here it is. 1.5 billion to municipal pensions, including the state. Police and fire. Why? Because they're underfunded. Why are they underfunded? Because the politicians promise X and only fund Y. So now when it comes to even the local uh, pension plans, people from all over the state or country, depending where this money's coming from, I don't know if it's coming from silly, uh, funny money, COVID funny money or not, are going to have to pay for other people's municipal pensions. Well, what do you think is going to happen or where, where do you think the worth of is all of, of all these Russian investments they have? So are they going to just take a bath on it? I want them to divest in it, but in a smarter way not to just lose all this money. She wants the state pension plan funds to pull any Russian investments and the Department of Treasury to divest any trust funds invested in businesses or institutions headquartered in Russia. Again, are you biting off your nose to spite your face? It should eventually happen. But is that something that should happen right away and we take the hit for it? You're listening to The Live with Rank Show. Appreciate that. We'll be right back after this top of the hour break.